Cameron, it's time. Mm-hmm. Time. It's FNAF Watch. Oh. We got this Five Nights at Freddy's movie. It's coming in hot. It's coming in fast. Yeah. All the um, people are talking about it. All the people are talking about the Five Nights at Freddy's movie. You are a middle school teacher. Um, uh-huh. I am. What is what's the what's the what's the FNAF lore? Tell me. So essentially, by FNAF, as we like to call it, it has nothing to do with Friday Night Funkin', which is FNAF, which is its own thing. Um, you might you might be confused because FNAF and FNAF are so similar. Um, you'd be wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it's you got haunted Chuck E. Cheese, mm-hmm. essentially, um, with Freddy Fazbear and all his wonderful friends. You have Billiam, um, Winifred, who's like a, a bird type thing. Um, you know, they what they really want, I think, is just love and acceptance. Uh-huh. But the problem is they're like murder machines, and so their love and acceptance looks a little different. Yeah, but they. They possess the souls of murdered children, correct? Yeah, that's like one way you could interpret it, I guess. Okay. You know, I okay. think I think it's really open to interpretation. There's a lot of lore on um, a lot of different different, you know, different camps within the the FNAF fandom and kind of the way they like to read things. Because if I know anything about middle schoolers, is they really appreciate nuance. Mm-hmm. Um, and really just like having a lot of varied takes on things and just kind of being okay with that. Um, what is your favorite jump scare in the series? So if I had to pick a favorite jump scare in the Five Night at Freddy's or FNAF series, there's a moment in the third game Mm -hmm. um, where it's just this really, um, it's kind of gross. It's like this really long sequence where the main character is sitting on the toilet and just really having some trouble. Um, And really has finally worked through everything and kind of stands up to flush and if you turn and look at what you've done in the toilet, um, Freddy just like, Whoa! and it's oh. like you don't you don't expect it. You're like, oh. this is a safe place, but he's like coming up through the poop in the toilet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I found it. I found it to be really challenging because you know it's like no no one is safe. No one no. is safe from this Mr. Fazbear and his uh, his wonderful friends. His 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 amazing friends. Mm-hmm. Um, are you? Uh, how many times will you see the movie? Are you taking your kids? I mean, I've already seen it three times. Oh, I went once by myself, once with the kids, once by myself again, um, just to really appreciate it. And then I'm, I'm um, going with a, a small group of students later this week. Yeah, you um, have they're to. really excited to see it, you know. And I want to get those fresh middle school takes. But I got to stay up on the uh, on the trends, you know. Yeah, especially in the Fazbear lore. I mean, it, 
Those middle schoolers, they're crazy. They're crazy. Yeah, I mean, if, if you aren't up on the Fazbear lore, what what are you doing? Yeah, there's the purple man. Mm-hmm. I don't really know what the thing is the purple man is. You do, though. Right? Yeah, I mean, I feel embarrassed that I have to even say anything about the purple thing and kind of his stand-in for um, the... the um, like the creator has some really strange um, sort of, you know, sort of um, backwards views on democratic socialism. And he's being like really hypercritical of Scandinavia. And like the purple thing uh, kind of represents that. Okay. It's, okay. It's, it's, it's pretty deep. Yeah. I thought it was the purple man. You corrected me. It's the purple, mm-hmm. thing, purple thing. Mm-hmm. Well, um, yeah. Kind of goes on a journey throughout the series. The purple, the purple man, purple thing. Uh, I mean, this is the biggest franchise. It's the biggest franchise. It's the biggest franchise. And quite frankly, I don't understand why those movie critics gave it such a poor score. It yeah. doesn't make any sense. They're just, you know, they're they're bought and paid for. They're bought and paid for by Big Chucky. Yeah, Charles Entertainment Cheese. Trying to, yeah. you know, keep not, the not the scary doll, though they're in league. That's not a coincidence. Hmm. I'm saying. Um, Golden Freddy Cameron, um, what's his deal? So Golden Freddy, it's really funny because Golden Freddy was actually came about in the game because of a misprint um, in one of the toy lines uh-huh. um, where it was like a, what is it called? Like a defect or like they had that, not a defect, but they had a misprint. Uh-huh. And uh, one of the, like he came out of the machine and was like they shipped it without really quality checking and he was gold and mm-hmm. people were just like this is amazing what does this mean and like the creators of the game actually like put that in as sort of a nod to this um sort of thing that happened outside of the game i didn't know the toy line came before the games yeah i mean well there's there's quite a few games uh-huh and so the toy line and then the next game, they like made that sort of like as an Easter egg, kind of a funny like, ha look, we messed up. But look, really, we didn't because here it is. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's basically a commentary on consumerism at that point. Oh, I mean, pretty much. What isn't, though, these days? What, what isn't? I mean, what isn't? Um, yeah, this movie is uh, should be the biggest movie in the country. Mm hmm. Um, yeah, the critics are trying to, to torpedo it, but Rotten Tomatoes, so I got an 85 audience score. I'm yeah. just saying, like 20% critic, 85% audience. Who's Who are you going to listen to? I'm saying, I mean, I'm expecting at least like seven, eight Oscars for this thing. Uh, yeah. When, when the dust clears and like the, the money settles. You know, I feel... You know, I feel almost bad talking about it right now because, like, obviously what we both brought today, you know, we talked about the movie. You're going to talk about the games for your pull later. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about, the, you know, the five, the four books. Um, you know, oh, I love those. Love those books. Give a Barnes Noble right now, pack with all four for $15.99, uh, at least when I worked there. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're going to talk about it some more, but we just uh, – we, we love – we love that big, big brown bear. Yeah, I think uh, was it Josh Josh Hutchinson? 
just like fantastic performance. Oh yeah, ten out of ten. Ten easily, of maybe 10. even eleven out of ten. Um, Cameron's around middle schoolers all day, so this is just his thing. I don't know, right? You know, we all have our things. We all we all have our things. Um, but yeah, biggest movie in the country. Biggest easy. Killers of the Flower. Who? Yeah, Taylor Swift. Eris what? Yeah, Taylor what's that Swift even mean? What? It, Taylor Swift's kind of slow to me. I'm just saying. Yeah. FNAF. FNAF, FNAF. or nothing. <laughs> I know that was great. I don't know who opens today. You got all the lore wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put that in, no. No, I'm going to cut that part out, because clearly my lore is right. <laughs> clearly your lore is right. Is there a Golden Freddy? Yeah, he's in the first game. <laughs> but he's like, let me show you him. I watched videos about the lore back in, like, the early 2000s, 2010s. <laughs> I don't remember any of it too well. Just enough to know I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, he's like this. He looks like Freddy, but he's always like hunched over and lifeless. Mm -hmm. But in the first game, if he shows up, and it's like a one in a thousand chance every night for him to show up, but there is no way to protect yourself because he's like not a physical animatronic like the rest. He just like appears. He's just an entity. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand Five Nights at Freddy's or why people like it. I mean, the lore is kind of wild. But the lore that I was... I watched, like, lore explainer videos um, from the, the game theorist uh -huh. um, for, like, the first four games, and then I stopped caring because it's too much. It's too much. Too much. All right, we can. Okay, you're starting us off. Brought to you by SAG-AFTA, um, because this is still going on for some wild reason. Uh, this is Boy Meets World Fever. I'm one of your hosts, Chance. And I'm your other host, Cameron. And we've been here, this is our 13th episode, that is a full one-fourth of a year. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> no, and it... It just keeps going. And this isn't us at all complaining about SAG-AFTRA. No. And their choices. It's just the, the studio executives and AMPTP or whatever. AMT, whatever, whatever it is. Um, however you say it. Um, but it's, yeah, it's just like, ugh. Because I remember the last time when they ended negotiations and then the producers were like, we're never coming back to the table. And then now they're back. And then they just released a thing last week. They were like, if this doesn't go through, we're not coming back until January. And yeah. I'm like, so based on what you said last time, you're already back and meeting again. But isn't it, yeah, and isn't it like, yeah, they've said January, but who's this going to hurt but them? Like, yeah. like they're the ones that aren't going to have any movies next year. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it's hurting all of us because uh, Spider-Verse 2 um part two i should say yes just um, delayed i would like to see this movie eventually eventually yes um 
But yeah, we're still here. Still um, here. Still here. Still enjoying uh, non-struck media. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of it out there. Mm -hmm. so I am curious to see what comes from this round of negotiations mm -hmm. and bargaining. Um, so we'll just see. Maybe it'll be good. Maybe by the time the next episode rolls around, it'll be normal. We're not calling our shot. No, we're we're done with that. We thought, oh, they gave the writers a, their contract. Surely it's, they'll. It's surely going to happen. Who, Sweet summer children. Who are late night hosts interviewing? Who could they possibly be interviewing? There's no no one to talk. Oh, they can interview me. Yeah. I think I'm a delight. I think you're a delight. They should talk to us. Me too. I mean, I'm sure they have interviewed Olivia Rodrigo because her album was a banger this year. Uh-huh. Um, Probably Charlie D'Amelio. Who, oh, is that the TikTok girl? She's a TikTok girl. I don't think she's still like a thing, though. I don't know. I mean, I'm just out of the loop on that. I mean, I've been so into Five Nights at Freddy's that I haven't really... Uh, yeah, yeah, I've not got time for Miss D'Amelio. For, for Miss D, we like to call her. Uh -huh. um, but yeah, no. Um, I can't imagine who they're interviewing. I just, like, do they just talk about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey, like, the whole time? I mean, maybe. Like, they never stop. Don't, is that all any of us do, though? Uh, it's true. I did, my favorite meme that I've seen in a week was um have you seen high school musical three no that's so sad cameron well have you seen no number one uh-huh duh okay i'm just making sure we haven't seen three i've seen one and two i never saw three three is way better than two well yeah two wasn't good and it kind of i was like i'm not feeling this no you gotta see three it's so good uh it starts off with like a basketball number called now or never mm -hmm. and at Care one point it. here for it at one point, they do like a key change because Troy gets knocked down, and uh, the whole crowd quiets. <sighs> Gabriella emerges from the crowd. She's like, "Troy," and he's like, "Not right now. I can hardly breathe." And then she says, "You can do it. I just know that I believe." Uh, but so they took that scene from the movie, but they put Travis Kelsey's face on Troy. <laughs> Like it a really good like, it was a really weird like face morph. Uh, I kind of honestly forgot where this was going, <laughs> and I was really swept up in the High School Musical of it all that I forgot we were talking about. Uh, they they put T Swift's face on Vanessa Hudgens, um, and it's just very funny. They put the caption was like. This is this this is how I imagine the NFL every week now. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> I believe in you. Um, so that was that was very funny. I'll try to find it and send it to you because I know I you care wait. deeply. I do. I do care deeply about these things. You and your blanket. Mm -hmm. It's it just cold, cold in our house. We've had a fire in our fireplace all day, but it's just. Uh, our heater wouldn't start last night, so it is cold here too. But I, I love the cold. I you know, you're a northerner. Sure, I went to church today with uh, sandals on, and everyone, everyone like, predictably was like sandals. 
Like you guys don't even you don't even know. Don't don't at me. <laughs> you don't know me. Um my feet have never been cold for you listeners out there. Like that's I not think a they're thing. dead. I do I do as well because they never get hot either. They just they don't feel. Um yeah. Um I did check the mail a lot. Well, yeah, it was it was a whole thing. But I checked the mail a lot in Montana in negative temperatures, barefoot. Okay, yeah, that'll do it. So I just think that probably most of the nerves are dead. You know, as long as the the flesh is healthy. <laughs> but yes, no, I've my feet have never been cold. I don't know that feeling. Interesting. Maybe you're a mutant. Maybe I am. I've got it was like a really lame power. I think Hobbit is probably a little more maybe applicable. Maybe I'm just maybe. a giant Hobbit. You're just a big Hobbit. <laughs> I am not an average sized human. I am a the Michael Jordan of Hobbits. <laughs> Guess he's not all that tall. He's Abdul Jabal. He's very tall. The okay. Kareem, the Kareem of Hobbits. <laughs> I am the Kareem of Hobbits. Shack, Shack of Hobbits. Um. But yes, that is one thing Frodo and I have always had in common. Nice. I don't know what I have in in common with Frodo. My birthday's almost the same day. Well, that's true. Because this is the 22nd. Mine's the 23rd of September. That's true. When this comes out, my birthday will be passed. Mm-hmm. You can You'll be birthday. one of us, 35-year-olds. It's not your birthday, Chance, so I can't wish you happy birthday. I wish you had a birthday on the episode that was going to come out near your birthday. Happy birthday to you. Okay, that's all you get. Uh, Some family friends made me a black forest cake, like a legit black forest cake for my birthday. Nice. It's so good. That's the one with like cherries, right? Yeah, like chocolate. The the sponges are soaked in like a... (laughs) This they went way overboard. They bought a, an authentic black forest cherry liqueur to uh-huh. soak sponges in, and they used it to make the the whipped cream, like that went in between the layers with like chunks of like real cherries. Mm. So it was pretty that good. Sounds nice. Um, sounds really good. Everyone should get find themselves a baking friend. I need to find one. <laughs> um, it I'm was really Anna. She's been on this podcast. I forgot. Oh, yes, I've met her. Then yeah. she was supposed to come on another time. She was. I didn't she work out, didn't. but she'll be on another once things are happening. Well, yeah, once things are happening. But yeah, she made me a black forest cake, and it was so good. She she asked me like, "What do I want?" And I'm like. I want a black forest cake. I've always wanted one. And she delivered hardcore. Good. I'm really glad. I'm very happy for you. Um, I guess that was a mini Yeasty Boys. Mini Yeasty Boys. Black forest cake. No sleep till papa. Yeah. No sleep till papa. I really haven't had anything. Um, That's really all I've had is that black forest cake. Um, Sounds delicious. Although... (laughs) We were trying to figure out what to do with the rest of it um, because we ate about half of it. <laughs> I just think this is a funny story. 
Um, and I was like, oh, will it, will it save until Sunday and we could like take it to take it to church? And she goes, well, it's got whipped cream. And me, not wanting to look like the dumbest dumb-dumb ever, I was like, uh-huh. Yeah, that makes sense. I yeah, of course. I think about that. To this moment, I have no idea why that's important. Well, if it's like actual like whipped cream, like whipped by hand, it will kind of start to revert back. Like curdle? Not even curdle, but like when I've made whipped cream and I like let it sit in the fridge for a while, it'll basically just kind of unwhip itself. And just like be um, drippy. I guess that makes sense then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I would like an idiot. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. That's a good she, point. It does have whipped cream. You're right. She, she said it like it was so normal. And I'm just sitting here thinking like, oh, I'm the idiot. Okay. Anna, <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening to this, I had no clue why. Why? The- I might be wrong. I might be wrong. So who knows? Um, you can correct us. Yeah, I had just no clue, but I acted like I did. I was like, "Oh yeah, oh, good, good point, good point." Um, I meant to de- to text her that, but I not yet. <laughs> we got in the car, and I was like, "Babe, why does whipped cream matter?" <laughs> and she, she didn't know either. She didn't know either. I don't know. It just matters. So. Um, so yeah I, I just thought that was a funny little anecdote that is funny and I want some cake mm-hmm. but I I'm don't like have forest, any cake I'm like forest cake or two more. sounds amazing <sighs> it's a little good um, it's, it's apparently not good now because of the whipped cream because so. of the whipped cream yeah <laughs> obviously because it de-whipped itself possibly that possibly is what happened. Um, but yes, my birthday is in two days. On Halloween. On Halloween. The devil's birthday. The devil's birthday. There are many within the church who would probably consider me the devil, leading people astray. Mm-hmm. I'm one of them. I, yeah. The other day I told people in a, in a church, maybe God doesn't need you to believe certain things. Maybe he's good on his own. Maybe. And I'm just like, man, I would be I would be cast out. I'll fight you right now, sir. Punch you in the nose. We were We were uh, discussing how, because we were discussing like how at our new church, like basically you can get baptized however you want. Like sprinkling is like the normal way, but they'll do like immersion ceremonies and stuff too. Mm-hmm. And and there were some people who were like, "Oh, I thought you like had to do immersion. I thought like sprinkling." And we just started talking. I was like, "Isn't it wild that we're up there?" And God, and we think God's like, well, I, I wanted to save him, but he can't burst. I don't know. Like, we're just, you know, whoops. I mean, you just had a few drops. So what am I supposed to do with that? Um, and it, I just think that's a wild image of an all-powerful God. 
Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> so um, that was that was the topic of discussion. And again, like I'm like, man, some people think I am the devil. <laughs> I've always thought so. Um, but that's not what we're here to talk about. We're not here to talk about how chance might or may not be the devil. <laughs> it's um, true. We're here to talk about media that has not been stricken by God for being the devil. No. Yes. Stricken by SAG-AFTRA um, as they are continuing their efforts to not be exploited by um, the producers of TV and movies. Mm-hmm. It's true. And PTP. There it is. American and, Motion Picture and Television Producers. I yeah. figured it out. I don't need to learn their names. Yeah. Jerry Bruckheimer, probably. Iger. Bob. Um, but I think Chance is first this week. What, what media have you been enjoying this week? Um, I think the most obvious answer is uh, 1989 Taylor's version. Okay, that's not something we've discussed yet, but yes. No, but I mean, we've talked about Taylor Swift a lot. That's true. Um, and that's not my thing that I was going to bring, and I didn't think it was going to be your thing that you were going to bring. It's not. So I figured now is the time. Mm-hmm. It's um, very good. It's very good. You actually bought it. I did. I purchased it. Uh, I've listened to it through twice honest the way i tend to listen to albums is i listen to like the first half a bunch of times um and then eventually i get to the second half so i don't know about the second half that much you gotta hit those vault tracks they're really good i know i do but when we get in the car and my five-year-old goes bad blood please it's like you know i've got to do it oh bad blood why because it's good and we also have the kendrick lamar version which is my favorite the Kendrick Lamar version is much better. I, Bad Blood is the worst track on the album to me. Oh, I like it. I've always um, been though, I do think that Taylor's version of Bad Blood is a bit better. Well, that's good. Um, but it's all, I mean, that first half that I've really listened to a lot, like up through Wildest Dreams, mm-hmm. um, it's a strong It's a strong half. Yeah, yeah. Um, style is still the best song on the album to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it and Wildest Dreams do they just hit? Uh, I think the most improved song is Welcome to New York. It sounds a lot fuller than the old one. It is very nice. Um, my wife loves Out of the Woods. Oh, yes, it's a very good song. Big fan of that one. I remember, I forget exactly when. It probably would have been around 2015. Um, I think it was Ryan Adams. Not Brian Adams. Yeah, Not Brian Adams. 69, the other one. He like redid a cover album of 1989. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that that was really good. It just kind of showed the uh, what Taylor Swift was capable of as a songwriter. Mm-hmm. That even without her singing and performing the songs, they were still really good. Yeah, yeah. I don't think his album had quite the staying power. No. Of hers. Um but it, it it is very good. It's very fun to listen to. Um, there's some that I've always kind of skipped over, like How You Get the Girl. Um, mm-hmm. That was and, good. I like the guitar on that one. Yeah, and This Love. Um, I've always just kind of skipped over them, and 
in this version, they are bangers. All bangers. Um, but as someone who has listened to all of Taylor's versions and most of them recently, these are the best vault tracks. Like, you, you gotta listen to them. Uh, Say Don't Go is such a fun cognitive dissonance. Mm hmm. It, you're singing like the saddest lyrics in the boppiest way. Um, That's always a fun time. The the single off this one that they're trying to get to chart is "Slut." Uh huh. Um, it's very good too. It's a little dreamy for my taste. It's a little more um, kind of lover esque. Yeah, I wasn't the biggest fan of that particular era. No, I'm. That's actually kind of part of my part of my problem with Bad Blood. I feel like that spawned the whole Reputation era, and that's my least favorite Taylor era. I guess I could kind of see, I could see that that thread. <laughs> um, but I do like the Kendrick Lamar version. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's good. It's good. Album. There you go. You got a review of an album from us. Go listen to it. Um, oh, I also thought New Romantics. Um, I, it, which is a song I did not like before. Um, I, I actually quite like it on this version. Can't wait to get there. Yes, it's the last song I got. That's not a vault track. Mm-hmm. See, the, the 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 problem is, I've been still listening to the Return of the King audiobook, mm-hmm. and so like that takes a lot of my listening time. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, well over halfway done. Um, it's crazy because, you know, those books are divided into two books. And mm-hmm. in book six, which is the last part, Sam and Frodo, I just finished chapter three. And spoiler alert, they destroy the ring in chapter three. And so it's just like there's so much left. Yeah. And it's like people complained that the Return of the King movie was over long at the end. But I feel like the book, there's some things that do happen that are interesting. Yes. I'm excited to read them for the first time. If it would stop fading out like it's ending, uh-huh. it would be fine. It's like, oh, that's the end. Oh, no. What's this? Oh, it's over. No. Oh, it's over. No. So, yeah, I'm I'm excited. Um, good. All right. Um, I guess and when I'm, I'm done with that, I can listen to more Taylor Swift. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Um... Yeah, it's a good album. It's a good album. I, I've been following like the hype of this one just because I'm, I'm so curious. And there are so many theories about like shadow and glitch album drops and stuff like that mm-hmm. that are constantly happening. And the people's like people's reasoning is so like rock solid, but also insanity. Uh-huh. Like um, to promote this coming out, but also to thank her fans for um, uh, for like getting Cruel Summer to number one. Her and Jack Antonoff um, posted some pictures, um, and like the the analysis that people do, they're like, "Look at these old timey radios. This one has four buttons. This one has twenty four buttons." 424 something's happening and i'm just like <laughs> are you right I don't, I don't even know but i i want you to be but that's <laughs> the thing is like i feel like they are 
maybe they maybe it is like to that letter planned out. Like maybe it is. I don't know. I watching him and like in one of the pictures, like he's like, and she's like, like number one, and everyone's like, she's producing album eleven with Jack Antonoff. They've got eleven fingers up, and I'm like, mm-hmm. of course, <laughs> like obviously. Of course they are. What, what, what else would be going on here? Um, and by that I mean I have no idea. Um, it's really interesting. If I, I, you know, this is a recommendation of mine. Go out there and just watch some Swift talk. It's so interesting. That's not that's not my official recommendation. It's just a recommendation. That's just you saying do that. Yeah, it's interesting. Anyway, it is my. My turn to bring something first. Um, my wife and I are out of shows to watch. Mm-hmm. We like finished our last show and we only really like our last show was the Orville. Um, it was good. I can't talk about it because of our rules, but it was good. Well, I mean, you did talk about it on a whole episode. Oh, did I? Uh huh. I wasn't going to say anything, but you broke the number one rule. I don't. I don't know why I was thinking that. Maybe I don't know. Um, sorry about that, everybody. That's not non-struck media. Non-struck media and one struck one. Um. But yeah, um, we watch Bake Off and. Um, the Golden Bachelor every Friday. Of course. Um, Quite the lineup. But we're kind of out of shows to watch. Um, so I jokingly uh, pulled up Crunchyroll. Oh, uh-huh. I was like, we're going to watch an anime then. Um, and we did. What are you watching, Spy Family? No, we are watching we are 15 episodes into that time that i got reincarnated as a slime oh okay i've Um, heard of that one but i've not watched it uh it's it's a delight uh we're both enjoying it um asher was at his grandparents saturday morning uh so my wife and i being the cool hip people we are i was like saturday morning cartoons so we got a cereal and watched some of it Saturday morning um, to watch Saturday morning cartoons because um, I was excited about it. Uh, we normally have to take uh, our son to karate on Saturday mornings. so But not this Saturday. Not this Saturday. He was with his grandparents. So we did Saturday morning cartoons. Um, but we've been watching that time I got reincarnated as a slime. Um, and it's really delightful. Mm-hmm. Um, it is not what I expected. I, I didn't go in expecting very much. Um, I knew it was like this isekai genre. Do you know of mm-hmm. it? Yes, I know I know the genre. Um of like I, being transported to a magical land. Yeah, yeah. Um very video gamey. Um mm-hmm. I knew that Digimon was kind of the 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 grandfather of it all. And would Chronicles of Narnia be influential in that genre? Probably. I don't know how influential. It would probably be like retroactively put in. Uh-huh. Because I, I mean I feel like that's sort of like portal 
uh, sort of story is sort of a thing in books. Mm -hmm. But I don't know how much influence that had in Japan. Yeah, yeah, I have no idea. Uh, it's not like a story they adapt all the time, like Journey to the West or, uh, excuse me, uh, Romance of the Three Kingdoms. Mm -hmm. But, it, yeah, it's very possible. Um, but, yeah, so the big one that I knew of that I had watched, I watched eight, nine years ago now was Sword Art Online. Uh-huh. Um, oh, you're one of those? One of those people? One of what people? I don't know. I feel like Sword Art Online people get given a hard time. It, it's good. It falls off. It falls off pretty hard. And I think a lot of people um, maybe blow that out of proportion. Um, I've never watched past the first season, so it may fall off even harder. Um, but the first season ends so satisfyingly that it's kind of like, I don't have any need mm -hmm. to keep going. Why continue? It's done. It's good. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, like I said, so I think what's it about. Um, so I feel like that's like the progenitor, like the the father of the modern one, or something. Uh -huh. um, but there's a lot of like tropes that I didn't know were things in isekai. Um, one of the things that's really surprised me is that like the the main antagonist do, or protagonist i'm sorry he doesn't really struggle and apparently that's kind of part of it you know because i'm used to like the anime where like the heroes like so outclassed but through like hard work and friendship mm -hmm. he's able to win but like oh, the show i'm gonna i'm gonna spoil the first couple episodes just a little bit like he's a normal guy um, he's never really had a girlfriend, um, but he's been working hard to like go up in the insurance company he works in. Um, he's asked out by a friend to meet his new girlfriend. And while they're meeting, he pushes the friend and girlfriend out of the way of a guy with a knife and he gets stabbed. Uh-huh. And then he uh, gets reincarnated as a slime. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how I don't know how I knew that. It's really funny because he's like, as he's dying, he's like, "Oh, it's, it's really cold. I wish I wouldn't get cold." And like a voice is like, "Cold resistance added." He's like, "Yeah, but it's really hot where he stabbed me. I don't like hot either. Cold or uh, heat resistance added. Cold resistance plus heat resistance equals total thermal nullification." And it's like, you're just watching, you're like, what is happening right now? Wish I could do that. Um, and so he comes... Stab, stab resistance. I don't like to be stabbed. <laughs> well, no, he gets he gets regeneration, like, because of this. Um, and he comes back as, like, the best creature, I guess, that matches all of the, like, abilities he earned by dying. Mm -hmm. And that creature is a slime. Um, and he's in this cave and he like the cave is full of magic flowers and magic ore um, but it's like basically just him and monsters in here and he goes around eating the the flowers and the ore and suddenly he can like 
make healing potions because the flowers are like really powerful healers and and he can like copy the traits of the ore so he can like make himself really hard and then he like sucks up a bunch of water and learns to spit it and he gains like a water blade and then he starts like beating the monsters in the cave and absorbing them and like he like water blades their heads off and like he absorbs like a giant centipede and a giant crab and a giant um spider and like each and when he does this when he absorbs them he gains their skills and abilities um and by the time he's out of the um he meets like this really powerful monster down there and he like gets to absorb it but not completely it's a it's a thing um yeah you just have to watch for that part but like by the time he's out like he's kind of the baddest dude around Mm -hmm. like episode two um he can like he finds this like whole village of goblins and like cool we can kill this pathetic little slime but he like takes them out (laughs) and uh and he like is like you all work for me now and what we're going to do is we're going to build a village where you guys have food and clothing. And we're going to be nice to people because <laughs> we, don't, we, we aren't going to be mean. And then the, get, the village gets attacked by dire wolves. So he beats the main dire wolf and like just beats him. Just beats and absorbs him just like that. <laughs> and then he's like, cool, guess what? You guys and the goblins that you were trying to kill are friends now. And um, you guys are going to, like, be a part of our village. <laughs> and, like, we need some puppies. And, and he, like, so this world is really cool in that, like, the world building is really interesting. Because it's very uh-huh. video gamey, but not, like, totally a video game. I don't know if that makes sense. But, like, there's monsters in this world and humans. Well, human, like, species, like elves and stuff like that. Humanoid. But but monsters are most powerful or get more powerful if given a name by something powerful enough to name them. Mm -hmm. Um, So the main character, his name is Rimuru Tempest. Um, He, like, he's ruling this goblin village he's like i don't know how to tell any of you apart so he like names the whole village and that uses up all of his magic so he goes to sleep for three days when he wakes up they're all like buff hobgoblins they've like <laughs> evolved to like a much higher level of like goblinness and he's like what mm-hmm. just happened he's like give us all names so we're stronger now he's like, oh. um, and then he names all the wolves and they become tempest wolves um that have like storm and lightning powers. Well, that sounds cool. Um, <laughs> I think the point of this show is just like cool things happen. Like, sounds I really think good it's <laughs> um, so like now he's got this whole village of like named monsters, and then like he's like, Well, we're strong enough to protect ourselves now, but we still need architects and artisans. So they like, go to the big capital city and they get into hijinks there. Um, and they come back with some artisans and then they they 
run into a pack of ogres um, who have been displaced and like he earns their trust and then they join the village as his new bodyguards and he names them and they become like they call them kaijin which are stronger versions of ogres and like it's this weird thing where it's more about like world building than it is about like the struggle That sounds really fun. It, yeah, it is fun. There's a little bit of like the pervy fan service that you wish wasn't in there. Uh huh. At least I do. I'm, you know, like um, little little guy on um, My Hero Academia. Uh huh. Mineta, is what his name? Yes. I was just like, go away. Yeah, it's not my humor. Um, there's a little bit of that, but like, I don't know. Like, in 15 episodes, there's been like three or four scenes so it's not too bad mm -hmm. um and it's just the story of like this all-powerful slime um who wants to make the world a better place but he doesn't really understand the world very well uh -huh. like to this day he still has no idea why naming monsters makes them more powerful <laughs> he's just like well i and everyone's like, oh, you gave us names so we'd be strong. And he's like, no, I just wanted to be able to tell you apart. To tell you apart. Um, but yeah, he's like, the point of the show, at this point at least, seems to be that monsters are hunted and killed by humans, sometimes unfairly, sometimes fairly, sometimes unfairly. So he is creating a nation of monsters to like keep them safe. Uh-huh. Um, which is kind of cool. Like, like already the city is pretty the city that he's making is pretty diverse. Um like even this early on. And I, if it like becomes a whole monster city where a whole bunch of different kinds of monsters live, um, I think it was really neat. Um so yeah. I recommend that time I got reincarnated as a slime. My wife has been doing it. I just looked it up and I saw it on Hulu also. Oh, so is it? Good. Should be able to check that out. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's it's so much weirder than I thought it was gonna be because my expectations of anime, right? Uh-huh. 
I was like, oh, there's going to be some big conflict. But like, really, there hasn't been, huh? There, there hasn't been. And he's so powerful. Like, the slime is so powerful. And he hasn't really struggled like once in 15 episodes that like, I don't really know how there could be. Uh huh. And, and when it happens, quite honestly, I think it's going to be thrilling. Yes, because he's just got so much um, at his disposal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he like, he ate a fire god at one point. (laughs) Who hasn't? Because he got that fire immunity right off the bat. Uh (coughs) Uh-huh. What? Total, he has total thermal Mm -hmm. uh, protection. Yeah, so, I don't know. It's It's been a lot of fun so far. Um. Yeah, I, I've just nice. been enjoying it. Even my wife's been enjoying it. She's like, she's told me not to watch episodes without her because she wants to see what happens. Oh, that's very fun. Yeah, we don't watch a lot of TV. Um, usually if we do, it's like once a week and we'll watch like an episode of Abbott Elementary, which oh. is good, but not what we're talking about. Um, yeah, you can just watch it then. Yeah, I can just, I can just do that. Um, I am going to bring two things because I texted you earlier today and was like, I don't know what to bring. And I thought of one, I thought of one thing and then I read a book. And so I want to bring that also. Um, Should you say one of those for next week? No, because this is so minor. You know how I can't talk about books for all that long. This is a graphic novel called American Born Chinese by Jane Lewin Young. He's showing a visual. Um, I'm holding the book up for chance to see. It's a (laughs) C. There you see everyone. American-born Chinese. Um, And I read it today, like maybe an hour. Um, But it's this this really good story. The the author, Gene Luen Young, he has some other books that I've read. Um, They're all graphic novels. But this is called like Boxer and then Saint. And it was about like the Boxer Rebellion in China. Okay. Um, And so you have the two books, Boxers and Saints, which are kind of the two different perspectives. Um, We have one, like the main story boxers from the perspective of um, it's like a Chinese boy who kind of is instrumental in leading the boxer rebellion um, against sort of the influence of like Like European. The really bloody deadly boxer rebellion. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. It's it's it doesn't pull any punches, um, like all the the um, characters like they turn into different Chinese gods, um, and go do battle and kill all the, the white people. Okay. Um, and then the other one, saints, is from the other side where there's a, a Chinese girl who's like become a Christian, and is like living kind of in the European settlements in China, um, kind of her perspective on the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're kind of seeing just the same conflict from two sides. Um, and then this book, um, it's kind of telling three different stories. So one story is about the Monkey King. Journey to the West. Uh-huh. I mean, it does get a little bit into that. Um, and then we have a story about a boy. I'm totally blanking on his name. Um, he's from, his parents are um, Chinese immigrants. And he was born in the U.S., but, you know, still very Chinese and all of like culturally, um, but kind of his, him being in school, he makes a f- friend with a boy from Taiwan, like develops a crush on a girl. 
through like a white girl um, mm -hmm. and kind of the story through there. And then there's a third story where there's this um, white like teenager named Darren who has this super like Chinese caricature cousin who comes to visit. Like his name is even, um, uh, let me find, oh, Chin Ki is the cousin's name. So it's like, just like right there on that slur. Um, but um, it's like very intentional. Um, like, and you have kind of these three different stories that it's like, how are these, these aren't related at all. It's just telling me these different stories, but then they all like weave together really beautifully at the end, kind of just about like, you know, accepting who you are, being okay with who you are, not having to fit into the mold of the place where you want to be because the person that you are is enough and is good. Mm -hmm. um, but it was just a really, just a really beautiful little story that I read today. Um, so you should check it out. I know they made a series on Disney plus the little bits that I've seen of it. I have no idea how it's related to this book. <laughs> okay. Um, so I'm curious to see it because I have no idea. Um, but if I do, I'm not going to talk about it on here. Yeah. You know, um, just like I'm talking about the rogue doll things on uh, Netflix. I don't even know what you're talking about. So, uh, they made a bunch of little road doll short films. Wes Anderson did. Oh, okay. I think I have heard about that. Mm -hmm. But we're not talking about that. No. Um, but the other thing that I want to talk about is... Though you should check it out since you love Fantastic Mr. Fox so much. Oh, that is true. I do. I like Wes Anderson. Um, and Roald Dahl. Fantastic Mr. Fox is one of his lovely stories. Um, but the other thing that I want to bring is a series of mobile games. They're not just mobile games. They're also on computer. Mobile's the main way to play them. And when I was in college, I got really into the tower defense genre. I already know what you're bringing. I already knew the minute you said it. Well, we'll see. We'll see if you're right, because there's two ways that I could go. Um, but I think tower defense games are like perfect for mobile. And one of my favorite series in tower defense is the Bloons series. Bloons Tower Defense. There's like six of them. Um, and they're all, all the sixth, the fifth and sixth ones are my favorite. Um, because they're very, very good. Cameron goes back to these all the time. I do. I started playing them again just this week. Um you have to pay pay for five and six. Sad. I don't is this is this five? Am I looking at five? Yeah, I am looking at Bloons five. Um, they're worth it, though. Um, hours and hours and hours and hours of content in both of those games. There is a free, like, Adventure Time-themed one that I've only Ooh. played a little bit of. But since it's free, you know, it has some of those, like, you know, ads and things like that that you don't have when you play Bloons. But the point of Bloons, there's the point of, like, any tower defense game is the objective is the game of the game is there's this path that moves like winds its way throughout the map and enemies the term for them would be goons traditionally um, are moving from point a through the map to point b and your job is to build these towers um, that will attack the goons as they are moving through the map 
And so it can play out in a lot of different ways. If it's like fantasy based, maybe they're a little like goblins. Um, but then they eventually build to like enemies that take a lot more hits um, to take down. Um, but you can build like archer towers or wizard towers. Another really fun tower defense series that I like is, um, I'm totally blanking on it. What's it called? I have I them know. all downloaded too. I know you don't. Oh, Kingdom Rush. That's what it is. I kept wanting to say like Clash Royale or something, but that's a different game that I've never played and never will. Um, but Kingdom Rush, and so it's like more fantasy themed. But the thing about the Bloons games, because there are these Flash games called Bloons back mm -hmm. early internet days where you were a monkey with a dart and it was this map or like this screen with all these balloons and you tried to try to throw your darts in these certain ways to try to pop all the balloons. And so they took that idea and turned it into a tower defense game. But instead of goons, you're fighting balloons. And so you start off very simply with just like a dart monkey who's just throwing darts at the balloons as they come. Um, and as you pop them, like there's red balloons, which are the most basic, and then they get more complex, um, even getting things like lead balloons where you can't, you have to like blow them up to break them or um, camo balloons where only certain monkeys are able to see them. But the monkeys get like more and more complex as you go. And so you have like dart monkeys and then you can have a monkey with a glue gun that'll shoot them with glue and can like slow them down. And eventually the glue, you can upgrade it where it'll start to be like acid glue and like eat away at the balloons as they go. Um, it's all attack. the way up to like Superman monkey that can just be like and like even shoot laser eyes or become basically a sun god. Um, to just melt everything on the map. A sun god. Mm -hmm. That's one of the that's one of the um, level up options for the super monkey. I love it. Sun god. It's very expensive. Um, but they're just like really good and fun. Um, they have lots of different um, like even both five and six. It's very interesting because even though there's the sixth iteration out, they still do pretty regular updates to five. Um, and so there's just always new content that's coming. Um, but some of the things that I really like from it are it just gives you these random missions that you can just cycle your way through. And it'll be like, do this map, but you can only use like these three towers or, um, it just gives you a lot of different parameters to try to complete a mission, um, that always makes it fresh and really fun. Um, but it's also like really easy to break the game. <laughs> Um, and just like with the way that it's it's made, especially Tower Defense 5, it's very easy to break the game um, in a way where it's just like, I can never lose. Um, that's really fun. And my wife is especially good at it. Sarah and, is oddly good at video games. She really is. The ones that she plays, like she's she's got real talent. Um but yes, and they're all like in Tower Defense 6, they're like releasing all kinds of new monkey towers still. Um, like they're updating it that much. Monkey towers. Monkey towers. Also, Tower Defense 6 um, introduces hero monkeys who, like, it's just you pay for them one time and then they just level up on their own rather than you having to upgrade them. Um, but they can do all kinds of cool different things, um, which just adds another fun layer to the game. And so every time it's just fresh and very fun. Um, I think it's pretty funny 
too. Like there are um, really big balloons. Like some of the bosses are like blimps. Um, they're called like Moabs or mother of all balloons. <laughs> BFB, which is big freaking balloon. Um, um, there's another one. It's called like a ZOMG, which stands for something, but I just, it's very funny. I'm uh, on round four um, of five. Uh-huh. Um, tower defense five. I just got it. Nice. Um, I think this is the fastest turnaround uh, in history. Um, I think so. You literally downloaded it while we were talking. Yeah. I was just listening. I thought you were being oddly silent. I just uh, got the sniper monkey. Uh-huh, I love the sniper monkey. Um, it, I can't. For some reason... I'm trying to get the tax shooter. Do I just not have enough money? You might not. Or is there like a certain number of towers I, I, I can have? No, there's not a certain number. You can get pretty buck wild with it. I think I have enough money, but maybe I don't. Who knows? Are you, you know, just doing monkey lane? I think so. The, the, the base green is like green with just a path that winds through it. Yeah. Yeah. Classic map. Yeah, I'm doing it right now. You convinced me. Good. But I like the sniper monkey. Um, the really good one, this is just a pro tip for everyone at home who's never played balloons. Or even if you have, you probably know this if you have. Eventually you get the submarine balloons, which are limited because they have to be in water. Um, but you can really you can just stack them so tightly in water and just have a bunch. And they have an upgrade path where they basically get universal range. And so it's like, it's a skill that's like, if another balloon or if another tower can hit a balloon, this tower can hit that balloon. And so it's like, as long as something has range to be able to hit them, all of your submarines will be able to just like blast them. And so you just get this really very powerful arsenal that can hit anywhere on the map. Even if it's like far away. Um, So it's really good. And the sniper monkey also has pretty universal range. Stuff can block its way, though. Okay. I just got green balloons for the first time. So So they take three hits. Three hits? Yes, three hits. Um, Nothing's really gotten past my first two monkeys. So No. I would hope not at this stage. Yeah, then Um, you get, I think, yellow and then pink. And then you get black and white balloons. And each of those balloons contains all of the balloons before it. Each um, of them these contains multitudes. Uh-huh. Zebra balloons, rainbow balloons. I unlocked the boomerang throw. Oh, the boomerang throw is fun. Um, and tower so- defense six, because in two, you just have two upgrade paths. And you can you can upgrade all of them, both of those paths to level two, and then you have to choose to go to three and four with one of them, and the other one you can't. But in six, there's three upgrade paths, but you can only pick two to go Ooh. up, and then one to take all the way. But they have an extra fifth layer, so it can yeah. just get even more crazy. One to find them, one to mm-hmm. bring them all. Bring them all. And, and, and the helium them. bind them. Yep, exactly. Um, that's just a, a fun little game that I feel like I've gone back to a lot of times in my life. I'm playing my first one right now. I remember of- actually when my wife and I were dating, 
um, like I, we might have been engaged or maybe even early married, but I had it on my, my Kindle, like a little tablet. And like we went, we lived in Stillwater. And so we went to Target in Edmond, which was like an hour away. And she just played it on my tablet the whole time. Um, and that's when, that's when it really started for her. That's good memories, man. Um, the tack tower did not do what I thought it was going to do. Um, and now I fear I have put it in the wrong spot. Yeah, it just shoots in a circle uh, around itself. In all directions. A shotgun blaster? Uh, it sort of is, in a way, but in a, just a circle. So you need it on those like turns where it can really hit as many sides at once as you can. Ooh, spike road. Um, can I move things? No. No, you can't. Well, I mean, it's not terrible there. I'm going to look and see what some of my favorite towers are. I like the wizard towers. Wizards are good. Um, balloon shippers are wonderful. Um, the monkey engineer I like a lot, too. I'm, banana, I'm really banana farms. That's the way to go. I'm really front loading this, and then I, I have fairly weak stuff like in the back. Uh huh. That's the way I should be doing it, right? At, at least to start, because at least on this map, it kind of loops back around, and so you can get that other shot. But for the most part, in these early levels, you'll be able to get everything. I'd make sure at least your sniper monkey. His second upgrade path is upgraded to the, the second one where he can shoot camo balloons. There are camo balloons? Uh-huh, where they can't be targeted by um, most things unless they have an upgrade. A ninja can also get them. I just placed my first sniper monkey. Let's see what it does. It can just shoot anything, and it pops two at once. Two layers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's going to town. I put him on the bridge that the balloon goes under. Mm-hmm. Because um, I felt like I ne he needed the high ground. He probably didn't, but he's a sniper. And in my mind, he needed it. He does. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that choke point I made right at the beginning. Mm. I mean, it'll do it. It'll get you there. And having your exits covered by your sniper is really good. But there's like one bonus mission in this game where it's like all you can have are like three snipers. And so you have to be like very strategic. And I think maybe like one ice monkey. Um, it's something it's something weird like that. And so you're just really having to be very strategic about how you place everything. Um, but I just wanted to bring that for everyone. Chance is already like lost to it. So just be aware that it's really easy to lose yourself to Bloons Tower Defense. I mean, I mean, you brought it. It felt it felt rude not to. Mm -hmm. And this will be good when you're like in meetings, chance. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's a good it's a good work game because you can pause it and walk away, um, or just kind of have it going. Yeah, and five the waves stop every time, and six you can set it up where the waves will just keep going. Um which can be bad, but like you can like not be paying super close attention and be okay. 
So now that I've unlocked, this, this is for everyone at home because they're playing it as they listen to this as well. Right. Now that I've unlocked like razor sharp darts, I can't do long range. Um, let me see. No, because you can you can do. I'm just pulling them up right now. So if you do, um, sharp razor sharp, um, you can still upgrade to level two on both. So you can do like long range and enhanced eyesight and then sharper shots and razor shots. But then you can't do both spike apalt and triple darts. They start to block each other out. Okay. So I've got my one later on. I've got him upgraded with long range now. So he still gets to do some throwing at the beginning. Mm -hmm. The trick, one thing with dart monkeys, if you do a spike apalt, you can change their priority of the balloons that they're targeting if you have like a big long row um is putting the spike apalt monkey at the end and setting him to target last and he'll just launch his spike ball all the way down the row over and over again i don't have that monkey yet well someday because i mean you gotta like unlock those things through play okay okay that makes sense to me mm. All right, I don't. I don't think I need an upgrade. We did that one so well that I just don't think we do. Okay. Um, I'm on round twelve. Uh, still going strong. Just gonna save up some money. Good. Good to save up some money. These yellow um, fast though. Which ones? The yellow ones. Yeah, yellows go quick. Goodness. Oh, a ninja monkey. Hmm. Ninjas what do you cool. I mean, he can see camos just naturally. He's a shuriken that can, um, I mean, they can eventually, you can upgrade them where they just like seek enemies. You can upgrade them where they can throw a bunch of shuriken. Sometimes they can like stun balloons or balloons, excuse me. Um, or even like throw a bomb that would blow up. Wow. They all have their uses. All right, I put my ninja monkey down. I'm just going to live play-by-play of what Chance has got going on here. You brought it. I did, and I'm glad that you're enjoying it. Instant application. Um, I'm sure we don't have any listener mail, um, but as always, if you want to reach out to us, some of your non-struck media that you're enjoying, please, please do. Um, yeah. What? How far did you make it in Bloons Tower Defense while Cameron talked? Yeah, we want to know. Um, I I didn't want everyone to notice that. Uh, I instantly was like, yes, I will. My, I trust my friend, but he did not start watching that time I got reincarnated as slime. While we I did look it up and see that it's on Hulu and that I would be able to watch it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fine. 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 But this is certainly a first where uh, one of us has instantly started doing the thing that the other one has brought. So it makes me feel good. It makes me feel good in my heart. Yeah, I thought it would I thought it'd be a good energy for the, mm-hmm. for the sesh. Yes. But as always, if you can always reach out to us. Um, the best place would be bgworldfever at gmail.com. Um, or you can reach out over on Instagram. 
I'm not posting as much over there right now. Um, but if we ever get back to Boy Meets World, I absolutely will. Um, you can also hear our other show where we talk all things Common Rider, particularly Common Rider Gotchard, um, Hinch and Fever, which as I'm watching more Geats, they use Fever a lot in that one too. Yeah, that was unintentional. Um, and so I'm just, I'm loving it. <laughs> yes. Um, they, but they do victory more than fever, don't they? So far, what I've been seeing, it's just like fever. Like, and they do their big attacks. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. For some reason in my mind, it was like poison, victory. Maybe sometimes it is. I got the bomb towers. The bomb tower good? Yeah. I mean, everything is good. Ooh, my, um, my there's sniper. a strategy for everything. There's just so many different towers. My sniper monkey got full metal jacket. Mm-hmm. That's a good. That's a good upgrade. Sniper monkey is expensive to upgrade after those first like two. Well, he just got it. I don't even know. Oh, he is expensive to upgrade. Mm-hmm. But uh, he like takes four because he normally pops two at once, and he pops four at once, and I think he can pop like eight at once in one shot. Oh dang, bomb tower is expensive. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm not gonna do anything because I want a bomb tower. Anyway. I like bomb towers though. Put a bomb tower next to an ice tower. Because you freeze them and then can blow them up. I don't have ice towers yet. You're about to. That comes right after bomb tower. I'm not that cool. <laughs> I get it. Um but Yes, while Chance is still lost in this world of pure imagination, um, I think that's all I've got. That's all I've got. So from all of us here at Bloons Meets World Fever, so long, world. I forgot what to say.